All right, today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning the penultimate daf in Maseches Rosh Hashanah, which means maybe we'll even finish today. We'll see. I apologize. I started a little late, and I can't make any apologies for this Gemara, every line of which could be in this. There's a lot of Allah so We're going to learn about how, how do we get to 100 kolos. Um, it's all teased out of this. You know, the actual practice of blowing shofar, bizman hazeh. So the Gemara starts three lines down, lamidal, lamidal. We're looking for scriptural sources, right? Rashi, as he says, the last wide line. This whole thing that we learned yesterday, that you do a boo, and then you do the shvarim uh, or the trua in the middle, right? That you do the tkia, what we call the tkia, the pshuta. Before and after the shvarim in the middle. And the fact that we repeat it, says Rashi, three times... One's Tamachios, one's Zechronos, and one's Shafaros. So how do we know all this? So Talmud Lomar says, This is with respect to Yom Kippur of Yovel. So we're going to have two different streams of opinions here. The first is going to have to do that we learned it from Yom Kippur of Yovel. And the second is going to have to do with the fact from the uh, traveling in the, in the Midbar, where we also used to blow, uh, right, used to blow horns. So let's start with Yom Kippur Yovel. It says over there, Okay. And then it says Shabbaton Zichron Shu'ah with regards to Rosh Hashanah. Okay. And then it says Yom Shu'ah Yelachem. All right. So that is three mentions of Shu'ah, which is how you know that you do it three times. Okay. In other words, even though not all of them are in Rosh Hashanah, you still have mentioned it three times. And we've already pointed out that the whatever happens in Yom Kippur of Yovel and whatever happens in Rosh Hashanah gets combined into one cholent, right? That we they all share halachas. So you you here you literally make a conglomerate, okay? And that is what we're about to learn in the Gemara right now. So the Gemara, so we've already discussed it. How do you know this is what Rashi's saying? Right, Rashi spells out exactly what I just said. Rashi says, Lafisha Shalosh Truas Echad. Right, So how do you know, says Rashi, that and that in both cases, right? It's not just true of Rosh Hashanah. This is instructive that both for Rosh Hashanah and for the Yom Kippur of Yovel, you're going to be saying three sets. Um, and again, by an amalgamation, if you will, of the one Pasuk by the Yom Kippur of Yovel and the two Pasukim by Rosh Hashanah. Very good. So how do we know, actually, that we... Mush them all together, Talmud Lomar, Shvi, Shvi, Legazer, Shava. Right? This is what we said. That both Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are Bechodesh Hashvi. That's redundant. And therefore, we make a Gezerah Shava from that. Says the Gemara, HaKetzad. So, how does it look like on the ground? Shalosh Shehein Tesha. Right? Because it's going to be three sets of three. And that's how you get to nine. Shir Tkiah Ketrua. And then, just so you can know what the anatomy of it looks like here, the length, length of a tekiya is like length of a trua, and shir trua kishlosha shvarim. And the shir of a trua is like shlosha shvarim. Now, it's not 100% how we do it. Uh, this is contrasted, this was contrasted earlier with the Mishnah. We know what it means. We basically know that the time span that a tekiya, trua, and shvarim is going to be similar uh, on the whole once you finish it, but each individual sound is going to be shorter, right? So it's either going to be, let's say, it lasts five seconds. So you'll have either a tkiya that lasts five seconds or a shvarim, where all three sounds 
together would be five seconds, or a trio where all nine sounds together uh, take up five seconds. That's basically what it means. It's a lot, uh, um, a lot of analysis. Uh, I'll put it this way: there, there was a lot of analysis of some of these um, ambiguous and conflicting gemaras that we were dealing with here in terms of halacha lemaisa. In other words, for us to just understand, that's what I was leading with here, that for us to understand Pasha Pshat in the Gemara is easy, but for the fact that to put it together to Halacha is, could, could, take, could take some time. And, uh, and we'll see. Uh, but we're not, you know, that's not our uh, goal here, but Bezrat Hashem, when we do the Hadran Halach, we will refer to figuring out how this all played out all the way to the Halacha uh, phase we're going to learn about Rabbi Abo soon. He was a big factor in it. So, without further ado, says the Gemara. Hi, Tana, Meikara Maisila Behekesha. So, it's interesting. The Tana of Abraisa, we said, again, how do we learn that we have the three sections from what's called the Gezeir Shava? Now, says the, the Gemara, that there was a Tana that learned it from a Hekesh, right? Before, prior, initially in the Braisa, we learned the linkage of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur from a Hekesh, <coughs> not from a Gezeir Shava. <coughs> Excuse me. So what the Gemara is now saying is, before we learn from a Hekesh, from a Hekesh, now we're going to learn from a Gezer Shava. So the Gemara answers, If we're not for the Gezer Shava, we could have done it with a Hekesh. Now that we have a Gezer Shava, we don't need the Hekesh. What's a Gezer Shava? What's a Hekesh? Similar learning, in other words, you compare... And you make a connection, right? But in terms of how the Midas Shator Nidreshes Behem, there's a fundamental difference. A Gezer Shava is not something you'd be able to do on your own from logic, and a Hekish is. So, that, so in that sense, a Hekish is stronger than a Gezer Shava. However, a Gezer Shava is stronger than a Hekish in a very important way, which is all the Gezer Shavas that we learn are actually Halacha and Moshe Misinai. We get those as a Mesorah. Ah. So what it means is that we happen to have a Mesorah Misenai with regards to this halacha. So once we have that Mesorah, we don't need to do a Hekesh because we, we learned it by Torah Shabbat all the way leading back, to, uh, tracing back to Moshe Rabbeinu. But what the Gemara is saying is even if we had not learned that tradition, we may have been able to pull it off with a Hekesh. But be that as it may, we have that tradition. So we have the Gezer Shava and that's what we go with. Okay. Either way, we have, we blow three times uh, each for Machias, Echornos, and Shofros. But as we'll see, we blow more than that. So let's see. Says the Gemara. <clears throat> a second, as we said, a second source. Not from the Yom Kippur of Yovel, but rather from Klal Yisrael in the Midbar. Says like this. I taught him Eisel of Gezeir Shavah Midbar. So we had a source of having the Gezeir Shava from Yom Kippur of Yovel. Now we have a different source. From Gzair Shav in the Midbar. Let's see how that price looks. Ditanya Utkatem Trua. Tkia Trua. Get it? You do Tkia and then you do a Trua. That's what the Pasuk sounds like. Okay. That's when the camps are in the are, are journeying, right? It says, when you are Tokea at Trua, it's talking about, um, you know, on your way. That's when, that's, they used to blow the chauffeur any, anytime to, it was like a revelry, right? Revel, rev, like in camp, when you blow the, the horns and that's time to get up. Okay, so here, they say, time to get up and move. Every time they moved in their 42 masas in the Midbar, 
they would tell them to, <coughs> they would alert Klaus that they're about to be on the move by blowing shofar. Fine. Now, Tkatim Trua, it refers to the following. Tkia Bifneatma, Trua Bifneatma. First, you do a Tkia, then you do a Trua. Now, you need the Bryce to tell you this, right? Because if it weren't for that, you might have thought Utkatam Trua is just the way a person talks. That's what you do. That's how you blow a Trua. You blow a Trua. That's what the Pashup shot of the Pasuk means. But if you, you can read into it that you do Tkia and then Trua. Okay. That's what the Gemara now challenges in the Brysa. Or it, within the Brysa, it challenges that idea, which is as follows. The Gemara says, are you sure that Utkatim Trua means that first you do a Tkia and then you do a Trua? Oh, Eino Ela Tkia Trua Achasi. Right? Or maybe all it means is you're blowing a Trua. And really, it's just Tkia and Trua is really one sound. Right? Because afterwards, when it says, when everyone gets gathered around, you should sound a Tkia, but not a Trua. So, so that, um, Sounds like before they could have said titku below so that sounds like heavy omer to kibif neatzma truf neatzma. Sounds like in fact, if you wanted to say that you're going to do a tekia, right? Then you're going to say utkatem, and if you're going to do trua, you would say tariu. So that whenever it uses those phrases of tekia and trua, they're actually referring to two separate sounds. Good. So so far we have a. Source for doing a tekia followed by a trua, but asks the Gemara, and where do we know that you're going to have the tekia prior to the trua, which is going to, you know, arrive, which will make us arrive at what we arrived at with the previous limud of what we familiar with, which is the tekia trua tekia sequence. Talmud Lomar uskatem trua. Okay, because it says uskatem trua. That's how you know that there's a tekia and then a trua. And then ask the Gemara, Okay, so how do you know that there's a Tkia again afterwards? Talmud Lamar, Trua Yitkeu. Right? So we have basically two Psukim. One of them has the Utkatim Trua, the Tkia before the Trua. Another one has the Trua before the Tkia. And put it all together, you get Tkia, Trua, Tkia. Good. <coughs> so now, says the Gemara, Bishmael, Benoshel, Biochanan, Ben Broka, Omer, Eino Tzarech. You don't need this Trua. Yitku, why? Because the Pasuk, it says, in that very Pasuk, it says, when you went katim trua a second time. Okay. So, in other words, there were multiple blasts when they were traveling. Right? So, when the first blast, because don't forget, 600,000 males over 20. There's like 2 million people out there. And so, it was a huge encampment. And so they had to go, they didn't, it couldn't be a stampede, right? So you needed to have people from the, uh, move in sections. So there were different, multiple, uh, chauffeur blasts to let, to let every section know when it's their turn to be on the move. Oh. However, once it's saying and describing the Katam Trua and it's saying it multiple times, it does not have to say the word Shainis. It's obvious that it's saying that you're blowing it again. And that word Shainis is thus redundant. So, says the Gemara. It's obvious that you're doing it again. Why is it saying it a second time? Ooh. It's a, it's building up the following idea. Binyanav, source for the following idea. That any time that there's trua, there's another tkia after it. Oh, so after having said all this, the Gemara says, Well, 
we, we know that this is what happened when, during the Masas in the Midbar. But how do we apply, know that we're supposed to apply this to Rosh Hashanah Davening? Tamadomar, Trua, Trua, Legazeir Shava. Well, it says Trua in Rosh Hashanah, says Trua in the Midbar, link the two, boom. Trua preceded by Takiya every time, and that's perfect. Okay, so now the Gemara says, how do we know three such sets? Vishalos Truas Nemer Barash Shana. We know that we have three Truas because it says the word Trua three times in the following Psukim. First one is Shabbaton Zichron Trua, and then Yom Trua, and then Vahavarta Shofar Trua. So it says the word Trua three times. Fine. Now, what's interesting is, again, that this is the, still the Tana that's talking about. Um, it might still be talking about the Midbar, but those three psukim we just mentioned, and we know that one of them is with regards to the Yom Kippur of Yovel. So nobody seems to be really disagreeing with the, right, the comparison of Rosh Hashanah and Yovel Yom Kippur. Be that as it may, three sections, and each one's going to have two tekios, right, one before and one after the Trua, as we said. So, so we have learned that you have three truos and six tekios, which is another way of saying tekia, trua, tekia, three times, right? If you add it all up, you have six truos, uh, uh, rather, three truos and six tekios, okay? However, only two of them are midar raisa. One of them is midivrei sofrim. Oh, it's only midar abanan. What's midar they're saying three sets, not and each. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> well, no, no, not at all. The really the way it works is the set is tied into the trua. See what I mean? Yeah. In a, so, so, so that's what Rashi over here says that this was really what. In other words, if you're going to say that it was derbanan, it's really the sofrim. And, and what is the reason that the Rabbanon would do it? Right? Because say, So the Sofrim, right? So the, the so called Sofrim, they, they added the third one in order so it should correspond to Machia, Zechronos, and Shofros. Okay. Now, the way, uh, the way it works is each Trua, right? Because it mentions Trua three times. So each Trua represents a set, and then that Trua is flanked on either side by Tkiah. And then we have, right, so when it says the two are for, so you're correct, when it says the two are midaraisa and one is derbanan, it's referring to the trua, which, repre- which is really like the kernel of, it's the nucleus of the set. Okay? All right. So fine. Right, because we learned that key and, tr- and, and following and preceding the trua separately, right? But we add it all together. We'll see, we're going to be adding more together to this, because you know we don't just blow nine sounds, right? All right. So anyway, so it says, so it says, like this. because it says, uh, those two psukim are in Chumash, right? And then Yom Chura Yelachem la Talmudahuba. Then when it says Yom Chura Yelachem, that's to teach you itself. In other words, you need that for the Gzeir Shava, linking the, uh, right, the Rosh Hashanah with the, with the Midbar. Now, Rabbi Shmuel Bonachmeni, Amar Bionasan, Achas Medivre Torah, Ushtai Medivre Sofrim. He says that one of them is Medivre Torah. What's going on here is, we have Gezeir Shavas. We have the Psukim. We're, we're, we have no short of, of Psukim. The problem is the Psukim might be used for other Limudim. And so it's almost like which Psukim are available to us, 
we're either way retrofitting it, it sounds right, right? Because we, the Chachamim, if they have to add one to make him Achim Zacharim Shafras, they'll add one. If they have to have two, they'll add two. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we're going to do the three sets regardless, but it's just a question of whether you have the available Psukim Midifrei Torah. Anyway, so what was Rishon Barachmini? How is he saying that? So he says, Vavata Shafras Shafras Midifrei Torah. That one, Right, is definitely the Torah that's available to us. And Shabbaton Zichon Shurah and Ve'yom Shurah Yelachem Esamud Those are used for, for other things and therefore we're using, we're using those, um, Sofrim. The Gemara asks, wait a minute, Maila Salmud What are you learning? In other words, it sounds like Yom Shurah Yelachem, uh, switch teams here. Um, right, because Shlaimid the Torah is Shabbaton Zichon Shurah Vata Shofar Shurah. Uh, who, which, who, uh, yeah. So why are we switching teams? Shabbason, Zichron, Shrua is the one to switch teams. Now there's, now we're saying that the Talmudo Huba is to teach you that, you, oh no, Yom Shurai Lechem. I was right the first time. Yom Shurai Lechem. We're not allowed to use that for the Doraisa. We need to use it for the Darbanan. What are we, what are we using it for? If not for the Doraisa? What, what changed? So the Gemara answers, Mibar Bayom Lobalayla. You needed it to teach you that the, the trua of the shofar, the tkiyas shofar, only happens during the day and not at night. So we're borrowing that pasuk, so to speak, yom trua lechem, or we're using it, and therefore it's not available for the exegesis, if you will. So the Gemara says, so then the Tanakhama's opinion that uses yom trua lechem, but yom velobalayla minana, minalai. How do they, they, they know about the yom velobalayla? Nafkalemi, but yom hakipurim. Right? Because again, we are, uh, comparing the yom kippur yovel. And there it says, Bayom HaKippurim. So they're using that Bayom to teach you the same idea. So they have the Yom Churai Lachem Pasuk available. Midar Raisa. Good. Okay, so, Imi Yom HaKippurim Yalef, Nigmor Nami Minei Lipshuta Lefanei Lipshuta Acharea. But it's interesting, right? <laughs> we just went out of our way to say that we have a Tana that learns everything from you, from, see, we, we, you, we did the bait and switch on you, Andrew, and, and uh, we, almost, we almost didn't get caught. We are talking now, according to the Tana, who learns it from the Midbar. And now we're talking about the Tana who learns it from the Midbar. And we said, yeah, but how, how, where do we learn that you can only blow shofar during the day? He says, oh, because of the comparison to the Yom Kippur Yovel. Now, I already gave it away and said that nobody disagrees with the Yom Kippur Yovel. But the question of the Gemara, the Gemara is like, are you kidding me? We just went so far to try to figure out how it's not, doesn't have to be from Yom Kippur Yovel. And we can learn it from the Midbar. And now you're telling me the way that you know that you blow it only during the day is from Yom Kippur Yovel. So the Gemara now asks, if you could learn something from the Yom Kippur Yovel, why are we even doing this exercise? Why are we here talking about the Midbar? Right, so ask the Gemara. We should learn all of these halachas from the Yom Kippur, just like the, the, the first shita. So the Gemara, It has to do with this v'havarta sound. Remember, we learned that there, you do tkiah, true tkiah, with regards to Yom Kippur from this word vaha'avarta. We said that's like you're passing through, so it's a straight passage way. It implies a tkiah. But not everybody holds that way. So if you don't hold of that limud, so you can still hold of the rest of the limud and that there's applicability from Yovel of Yom Kippur to Rosh Hashanah, but you're not going to learn this detail of tkiah, of, uh, tkiah true tkiah, that you'll rely on the Midbar for. Okay, darshibu So, what do they learn from Vavarta if not tkiya tru tkiya? Kider Rav Masna learn like Rav Masna. The Amar Rav Masna vaavarta derechavaroso that you blow shofar in the way that it's carried, meaning you can't do it upside down. 
Um, there's a whole hawk about whether you could do it. They say that you're only supposed to blow it from the right side of your lips. You know, uh, you're supposed to carry it in your hand. You want to go through all the halachic Reb Zilverstein and Chashuke Chemed about whether a guy with no hands could be a batokea or what if he had hands for like 20 years and then he's in a cast and could somebody put it up to his face? Are you Yotze if you put it on the left or the right side of the lips? This is all Chashuke Chemed stuff. Anyway, so he says, Right? It says you should be How do you pass it? You pass it with your hands. So with your hands, you have to hold it with your hands. Okay. So now, Now, Rav Masna could also be learned by changing the usual terminology of Tekiah as follows. Tavir b'yad, lo matzisa amrat. Right? As for, for example, Tavir. doesn't have to mean b'yad. The gamar avara avara mi Moshe. Right? We have, when Moshe Right, is talking about the sounding of the shofar. It says like this: So you'll notice the word ha'avara, right, is used in both contexts. And when they passed the kol the shofar was certainly sounded. So you could say afkan So again, ha'avara is done bekol. What we're doing now is we're justifying, even though you might have said. That havara usually means by yad, right? That havara, in a typical context, we have to concede, means passing from one to the other. But we have reason to associate the havara in the context of Moshe Rabbeinu with blowing a shofar, not just because we're making it up, or be, right? Because obviously, when I just say take a straight path, why would you think that I'm talking about shofar? It says no. We can say that because there is a context here where it says, right? The Aviru Kol associates Kol with Ha'avara. So once you say that, then you say, that any time you're saying Ha'avara, we mean Kol, and once you apply the term Ha'avara to Kol, it means Kia. There we go. Okay. So now the Gemara says one last point here. Yeah, but we have to uh, tidy up this one last point, which is, you see, in the Midbar, there was also not just a Shofaros, but Chatzotzros. So are we supposed to introduce Chatzotzros into the Rosh Hashanah uh, liturgy here? So Afkan Chatzotzros, right? Maybe you should have Chatzotzros here too by Rosh Hashanah. It says the Gemara, Talmud Lomar, Tiku B'chodesh Shofar B'kesel Yom Chagenu. No, blow Shofar. Now that's a Pasuk from Tehillim. It's not from Chumash. However, this is Tehillim kind of defining what the halacha is. Meaning, once we already have the source, then we can go to Tehillim for the clarification. But be that as it may, the Gemara finishes that point off by saying, Ezu chag What is this? Chag? That's Rosh Hashanah, Shofar, right? That's how we know we don't blow trumpets, but rather only a shofar. Fine. Good. So we have the source of of tkia, trua tkia. Now we're going to get really halachic here because there was a takana. And that takana is really where our halacha all stems from. This is very, very world famous. And the reason it's world famous is because, in the Jewish world, is because it's the source of our halacha as follows. Nine lines up from the bottom. Iskin Rabbi Abo Bekisari. There he is. So he's already in Kesaria. Right, it's following the Chorban here, and he's making a Takana. What was the Takana? Tkiya Shlosha Shvarim 
Chirua Takia. Wait a second. Takia, I'm sorry. I, I put the comma in the wrong place. Sorry. Takia, Shlosh Shvarim, Chirua Takia. Right? So there you go. So Takia, it's just confusing because I'm used to Takia Shvarim, Chirua Takia. What we call Tashrat, or what some of the Shonim call Tashrak, uh, because they, they have the last Takia with the Kuf. But be that as it may, Takia, Shlosh Shvarim, Chirua Takia. Well, now it's getting really familiar. Right? Says the Gemara. Now, what, why is he saying if you want to speculate, you could say, well, he has a suffix. We already talked about the suffix yesterday. Aim Sisra. Was she crying? Because, when she cried, was she sobbing? Or was, she going, was, it, or was it more of a staccato, like, um, <laughs> right? Um, so, well, so is it out of that suffix that Rabbi Abou put it all together and said, do it all? So Gemara says, maybe that's not smart because Mimanov Shach says the Gemara. If it was a sobbing, no, sobbing is the, is a staccato one. That's a true So, if it's, right? So then it's, if it's the moaning, which we associate with Shvarim, so then do Tkia and then do ooh, 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 and then Tkia. So what's the issue? Like this. <laughs> the issue is you should do one or the other. Well, the obvious answer there is, as the Gemara says, Well, Rabbi Bo says to do both simply because he's Mesupuk, which one is referred to. He doesn't know how Aim Sisra cried, and therefore he wants to make sure to be Yaitse. However, the Gemara says, Mat kifla Rav Avira, right? Ravira is very challenging here. Vadilma Yalula, what? We're about to get to the bottom, we're at the bottom of Lamadal and Amadalif. We just did, from nine lines up from the bottom, the Takana Rabibo, which teaches us how we ourselves blow the shofar. So, Mat kifla Rav Avira, Vadilma Yalula Hava, maybe it's the staccato, ooh, trua, Vikamafsik Shlosh Shvarim Ben Trua Latkia. Problem is, if the real sound, right, so let's say Rabbi Yabo is Mesupak, but if the real sound is a Trua, then by doing Tkia Shvarim Trua, the Shvarim serves as a hefsake. And maybe that could ruin the sequence. Right? The Hadar Avi Tkia Trua Tkia. So the Gemara as well. Therefore, later do Tkia Trua Tkia. So now we're really seeing it multiply, right? Because now we're seeing that what we're going to do is Tkia Trua Tkia, Tkia Shvarim Tkia, and then the suggestion of Rabbi Bo, Tkia, Shvarim, Trua, Tkia. And therefore, we're going to relieve all potential possibilities that account for our suffix as to whether the middle sound, which we call the Trua, should be a Trua or a Shvarim. And then we just basically cover all our bases. What could be wrong with that? Mind you, there's a whole uh, amount of literature here in the Rishonim on how this is organized. So this is what I mean when I say the journey to the Halacha Lamaisa is quite a journey indeed, right? Because you could say that we know already that we're breaking it up into Malchias, Zechronos, and Shofaros. So you say, okay, so use each one of these possibilities in each one of those sections of the, of the, of the Musaf, and then that's how you'll organize it. But that's not necessarily what we do, right? There's different versions of it once you get down all the way through the Rishonim into the Halacha. But be that as it may, 
The answers as to why we're not worried about the hefsek is because later we're doing tekiah true tekiah anyway. Okay, so matki flo ravina. Now ravina is getting involved. So vidimia ganuche hava, but maybe it's really the shvarim sound becoming from afsaka trua ben shvarim tekiah, and then the trua becomes a hefsek. So we say no. The hada avit tekiah shvarim tekiah. Later we're going to blow tekiah shvarim tekiah. So we're covered on that end. So now the gemara is going to ask el rabbi bo ma'itkin. So therefore, what did he accomplish by telling us tashrat tekiah shvarim trua tekiah? If you're telling me that we're doing later, then we're covering ourselves so then we've done it. If you're telling me that the real trua is the staccato sound of the yulula, so then we've already done that too. We call the trua. So <laughs> he has a suffix, so we're doing each one. So we should be satisfying the suffix. What? This, this amalgamation of the, uh, this mishmash of tria, tkia, trua, tkia. My answer is, well, maybe she moaned and then sobbed. Oh. And if she moaned and then sobbed, then we should have that included also. In other words, when a person cries, they're not just only moaning and only sobbing. They could be doing one and the other together, and maybe that's what Aim's sister did, and maybe that's what we should do when we blow. The Gemara ever says, how do we, you know, we'll notice, we always do two, 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 but we never do two, 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 we never do it truer than shvarim. Why not? Maybe people cry that way. Says the Gemara, tkia, it spells it out. Maybe we should do tkia, trua, shlosha shvarim, utkia. Right? Maybe we should do the trua first and then the shvarim. Says the Gemara, as we say, dilma yalil v'ganach. Maybe that was the way that the crying went. First, the staccato, Yalil, followed by the sobbing. My answer is no. Stam milsa mi masra be'inish milsa b'reisha ganach v'hada yalil. This is not the way human beings cry. When kimasra be'inish milsa, when a calamity befalls someone, meaning when somebody has reason to cry, like I have my granddaughter living with me, right? She likes to eat. If she's not going to eat, uh, she's otherwise a very happy baby, Baruch Hashem. But if she's not going to eat, she's going to first sob, First, it's going to go with the kvetch, the eh, eh, and then it's going to, you know, develop into crying. But she never backs it up. She never starts with the full-on cry and backs it into the sob. That doesn't happen. So, she is like ten months old. This is the first Tehila Lavi shout out. So Baruch Hashem, uh, we got it in before the end of Rosh Hashanah. So now, and it's in the schus of her father is learning uh, Dafiomi also. Well, okay. So the Mishnah said. On the last line over here, on Let's say you have the prolonged second tkia. Why is he talking about the second tkia? Because there it's obvious he's trying to be Yotze both. Okay, not necessarily something we need to dig so deep into, but obviously like all of Shas, there's, there's more depth here than meets the eye. Be that as it may, let's turn the page. I'm Rabbi Yochanan Shema. Yes. What? They're talking about like uh, the Indians, the, the, the praising some chapra or bapra, you know, and, and it's still the heaven. So is that a monozara? What's a monozara? I'm just curious. Okay, Andrew, you want to take this one? Okay, a monozara is is when you uh, ascribe any power to any deity other than a Kaddish Baruch Hu, I would say, in the most simple sense. Uh, you Really, you have to recognize that everything's from Hashem. Okay. Now, I'm Rabbi Yochanan. But if you worship uh, like Allah, is that a Monazara? Oh, Andrew, Andrew, look. At, can you look into Allah and get back to us? Uh, Andrew's gonna get back to us. Uh, 
Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Shama, as we turn to Lamedalad Amabez, Teisha Tkios Beteisha Shos Beyom Yatsa. Shama. If you learned, oh, so now we're really getting into halacha, right? It's like Mishnah Burr over here. If you learned, if you, if you learned, if you heard, Teisha Tkios Beteisha Shos Beyom Yatsa. So, again, the, the final psak here is that you need to hear nine kolos as, at a minimum. What if you, if the Baal took his time and he was doing a tkia per hour, would you satisfy your chiyuv? Yes. Tanya namachi, shama teisha tkiyos b'teisha shos b'yom yatsa. Yeah, we have a supporting b'risa. Habat mitisha b'nei adam ke'echad lo yatsa. You have over here that if nine individuals blew simultaneously, you're not going to be yatsa. You can't hear that all at once. What about tkiyah mizeh, churah mizeh, yatsa? If you heard one from one person, one from another person, yatsa. In other words, at different times, that's actually okay. Vafilu b'seirugin. Even if it was not continuous, Rafilu Kola Yom Kula. Wow. You could, this could go on all day. Ask the Gemara. Miyamar Yochanan, Hachi, did Yochanan really say this? Vahamar Yochanan, Shimushin ben Yod Sadak, the Halal of a Megillah, Im Shah, Kedei Ligmar Eskula, Choser LaRosh. He said that when it comes to Halal Megillah, if you have a massive pause, right, Bal, um, uh, right, the, the, the Balkarite needed to go take care of something. So he's gone for like four hours. So in those four hours, you could have completed the Megillah, for example. So you have to start from the beginning when he gets back. So why is it not the same by Tkiyah Shofar? Says the Gemara, Lo Kasha, Hadidei Hadirabe. Wow. Rabbi Yochanan's own opinion is that you can go back, but his, but Shimon Ben Yehud Sadak, who's his Rebbe, right, holds that you do have to go back. So Rabbi Yochanan was Cholak on his Rebbe. He says you don't have to go back. Shimon Yehud Sadak says that you do. Gemara says, Vididei Lo. Are you sure that Rabbi Yochanan didn't hold that you have to go back? Rabbi Yabo, have a shakil ve'azil batzrei de Rabbi Yochanan. Oh, uh, look at this. Another mention of Rabbi Yabo. All of a sudden, he's becoming very famous here. He was walking with Rabbi Yochanan and his Rabbi. Ve'avakari kriyashma. And Rabbi Yabo himself was saying kriyashma. Kimat l'mvoz matunafas ishtik. But he had to stop saying kriyashma because they were walking through filthy alleyways. It was not kavadik. So basar dechalif. After they left the alleyways, Amr lay. Do I have to start all over or can I finish? In other words, I had a really long pause. So says if you paused, in, if, if it's been long enough in this dirty alleyway that you could have said the entire Krishna, now you have to start all over again. So it looks like the Yochanan himself would go back if you had a long enough pause. So how, so how do you resolve this? says the Gemara. I have my own shitas. I think that, as the Mepharshim explained, I never even stopped saying Kriyashma in this alleyway. This alleyway is fine for me. It's not fine for you. And furthermore, I would never have to go back because I hold even a long pause. You don't have to go back. But you do. It's, fun. it's funny. He's telling his own Talmud that he does. Again, is he's holding like his Rebbe. So that's okay, right? So it's an interesting dynamic. What, you know, what the exact... Dynamic of, of, of how they, they followed the halacha is fascinating to note, but that is what Rabbi Yochanan said to his Talmud, but that's not what he personally held. Okay, new topic. We're going to see, this can't be talking about Rosh Hashanah, but what it's trying to say is that each one is, that they're not intertwined. If you've managed to blow some sounds on a fast day and didn't blow the other, you still yotze something. And those blessings that you say on the fast day, also not essential to each other or to the tkios. So everything's like a standalone thing. Whatever you get done on a fast day, that's fine. 
Not so in Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, it's all intertwined. The brachas, the tekiyas, the shemonesrei, right? Tekiyas and brachas, I, I threw in the shemonesrei. That's not necessarily true because we already learned you could do it as a, as a standalone uh, tekiyah, but the brachas and the tekiyah looks like they're intertwined as follows. It says the Gemara, tekiyas and brachas of Rosh Hashanah, meaning they're essential to each other. My timer, what's the reason? This comes from Hashem. I want you to say it and associate it with Malchus Zacharias and Shofaris. Malchus Kedeshatim. Lechuni Aleichem. Right. Obviously, the Malchus is to right uh, to accept the sovereignty of Hashem. Zacharias Kedeshiyovel Lefanai Zacharachem Lezichonechem Matova. Right. Zacharias, so you can have a good right Hashem Pakadotanu. Right. That we have a good remembrance. Uvame. And how is this going to be done? By Shofar with Shofaris. So this is where Rashi explains it's all linked. The Machias, the and Shofars, and the actual blowing are not separate things. They are linked things. Okay. Is, is Yom Kippur Yovel is something we obviously don't do it? Uh, Yom Kippur Yovel, we should go back to it. It's a, it's a good thing uh, you're mentioning. I don't think we would do it Bisman Azeb without the base of Mikdash, but it is amazing how it was almost exactly like Rosh Hashanah. Right? It was and, only on the Yovel. Yeah, and it was only on the year of the Yovel. It's the other years on Yom Kippur was just at the end and there's no bracha on that with that. Correct. Correct, correct. Other years in Yom Kippur looked like our Yom Kippur, I'd imagine. But Yom Kippur, Yovel only, during that one time, uh, every, right, 50 years, it would have the, it would have the appearance very much of Rosh Hashanah. And the same halachas would presumably apply, yes. But you had the exception that you're blowing in Yom Kippur, which is the same as Rosh Hashanah, so you were laughing at the show. Yeah, amazing. Okay, so, now. Mishabeach v'achakach shofar. This is where we see that the shofar itself can at times even though, right, we've already learned this in the Mishnah, even though they're intertwined with Machia Zachonis and Shofars. So let's say you didn't have a shofar. You said, Musaf, Machia Zachonis and Shofars, and all of a sudden, lo and behold, right, Elion Navi comes down with a shofar, now you can blow. So do you have to say Shmonesrei again with it or not? That's an interesting question, right? Because we see that they are intertwined after all. It says the Gemara, Tokea Miriava Tokea. You should blow, blow the shofar. Okay, time to lava the shofar miikara. The reason he could blow afterwards is because originally he didn't have it. Certainly, if he had it beforehand, ideally, right, you're supposed to have done it with the Shmanasre, right? And it, the implication here, according to some of the Farshim, is that even if you did it so privately, right, you should do it. Now, privately, it's hard to do. How are you supposed to blow Shofar? Well, you could stop, I guess, in the uh, Shmanasre at certain spots, and blow it. Or you could do this if you're just with a friend for Rosh Hashanah and it's just the two of you, you could do it as follows. Rapapa Bashmul come let's But he was getting up to Davin on Rosh Hashanah for whatever reason, he was kind of by, he was not in shul. So So he did have an attendant. Let's say he was in, right, the hospital or whatever. So it was him and his attendant. So he says to his, to his attendant, when I signal you to Kali, What's going on here? He's going to say Shimon Esra now. And he wants to hear the shofar at a certain point. So he's going to give the signal to his attendant to blow at the point, depending where he's up to. Wow. Amalei Rava. Rava said, Lo amur ela bechever ir. No, no, no. This whole integration of the shofar with the brachos is only in shul. That's what chever ir here means, right? In the congregation. But you don't have to do this when you're in the hospital but or by yourself for whatever reason. And we have a supportive price to this. He says, when you hear the shofar, shoman al-haseder. You hear in the proper order, 
the Alseder Brachos, and also with the Brachos. That's what we said. That's when you're in Shul. You, you do have to maintain the structure of the Shofar Blasts, as we've discussed, but it doesn't have to be intertwined with the Brachos of Shemun Esrei. And to bring it home, and let's say you didn't blow for whatever reason, your friend can blow for you, and what about if you didn't recite the davening? Well, that you can't do. In other words, blowing, you can hear about the okay, huh? Davening of private Shemonesre, you can't have somebody be motzi you. And it's also, we have to analyze this, a greater mitzvah to be with those who blow the shofar than those who daven in Rosh Hashanah. What are you talking about? Ketzad? The Gemara is going to spell it out like a, like a chashuke chemed of Zilberstein shayla. Shaila, right? He has these outlandish shailas that are based on the Gemara. So here the Gemara says it itself. Yaras, two cities. Why do I say outlandish? Well, we don't see them too often, but once in a while we do. We have to know what to do. So what goes on? Two cities. One city is known that they don't daven shmoneser, but they blow shofar. The other city is known that they blow shofar, that they don't blow shofar, but they daven shmoneser. Which one should you go to for, for Yantav, Andrew? You have two sons-in-law. And they're in one of these two cities. Where are you going to go? So, Ba'achas token, Ba'achas mevarchin. Hochen l'makom shetoken. Go to the son-in-law that davens in the shul where they don't daven shmanesre, but they at least blow shofar. Ve'en hochen l'makom shemevarchin. Just to bring it home, don't go to the other one. So, the Gnar Pshita, Hadar Raisa, Hadar Banan. Is this such a big chedish? Blowing shofar is Daraisa. Davening is Darabanan. The Gnar says, Lo, Tzricha, De'afa gab de'havadai ve'hasafig. No. This would even be true if you're not 100% sure that they're going to even blow shofar by your son-in-law in the shofar blowing minion. You're not even 100% sure. On the off chance that they might blow shofar, that's still a higher priority than to go to the other son-in-law that certainly is, doesn't even have a shofar in his community. Wow. Finally, the Mishnah concluded, What's going on here? Every individual, right, has to daven. Okay, you can't just daven Right, Rabbi Gamliel holds that the Rabbi Gamliel has a shita that if you just listen to, to Chaim Shachter, you can be Yotza davening. You don't even really have to do your own davening. The Tanakhama said, no, everybody has to do their own davening. And the question the Gemara is going to have now is, if you have to have your own davening, why do you need the Shliach Tzibor? Right? And if you can be Yotza Shliach Tzibor, why do you have to have your own davening? So says the Gemara, Tanya, according to you, he says we can Yotza Chaim, Lama Tzibor Mitzpalin. So why is everyone else davening? Yeah, we're just buying time so that Chaim could collect his thoughts. It's early in the morning. Let it so prepare for him. Yeah, exactly. He's still he's still his head's still at the party on Wednesday. So Okay, and according to you that you're davening already, why is Chaim up there anyway altogether? So I'm below. Right, because there's some people who are don't really know how to daven, so he has to show them the way. So Yeah. So if you were going to say Rabbi Gamliel said the Chaim could be mostly those who are not bakim, that means that he has the power to be mostly others. So then, it, what does it matter if he has that power, whether you're bakim or not? Anybody can benefit from his davening, as Baruch Hashem we do and we will. Now, so we're up to Amar Amar Yochanan, which is where about. Few lines up. What are we? Where is it, Andrew? All right, Rabbi Yochanan is right here. It's six lines up from the bottom of Lamed Dalad and Everybody have a good Shabbos. We have a shtickle left over here on Lamed Hay, and uh, we're going to make a seam, Then on Rosh Hashanah, Yishakalach.